for describing our path as a path of being outwardly sober and inwardly intoxicated. For me, this, uh, this dictum of being of out of sobriety and in, in a intoxication is, um, is an incredibly eloquent description of the stealth that you need to succeed on the path. You see, we aren't the people who sort of go in a semi-naked state in the marketplace and proclaim anul haq and have our heads cut off. You can if you want to. Because, in a sense, we have no discomfort with the issue of compliance. Fundamentally, society has to happen. The children have to be made tame. These wild creatures that get kind of collected by, by being life, delivered to our care. I mean, if they don't get cauterized, they stay wild. I mean, that's the reason why parents have to socialize children. 
And that socializing of the child is fundamentally a doing violence to the child, whether you like it or not. Because you, by giving the child language, you have to alienate them from the original pristine state of connectedness with their own. So this is a violence. But what else do we do? Because we're not going to civilize them. There won't be a next generation. So it's part of the problem. Producing this, this, this incredibly complex world with its terrible moral double binds, oughts and shoulds, like you must love Allah. <laughs> it's like telling the child, telling the child, you must play. I mean, surely love and compulsion are opposites. You've got to love your parents. Alan Watts is very famous at exploring this problem of, of, uh, of the, this kind of, this conundrum which we produce. We alienate people from their sense of spontaneity and play. We make by getting them to comply. People have to comply. Because if you don't, you have anarchy. This is a miserable thing. And <clears throat> one can say, well, maybe we who want the reality are done with compliance. We'll reinvent everything. Our gender identity. We'll just reinvent it. You're right. You can do whatever you like. That, however, comes at the disadvantage that if you don't do that subtly, you start picking a fight with the masters of compliance. And you then end up in a bit of a horror show because the problem is that there are many and you're few. So they go to, you know, you will lose. So can one do this in a way which is a bit more eloquent? Where you're not wasting energy on unnecessary fights. And you're dedicating the energy to the struggle which is worthwhile. The inner struggle. Didn't, isn't that how the Rasul Slimeson described the greatest struggle? It's the struggle within not the struggle without, the struggle within. So Sheikh Shadi tells us, listen, be outwardly sober. When they look at you, they see compliance. They see the dress, behavior. They have no idea that sitting underneath us, there's a drunkard. Sitting underneath this, there's a crazy person who's about to burn down the temple. Underneath. They have no idea. Keep it like that. They shouldn't have an idea. Because if they get an idea of what you're actually busy with, the liberation you're actually busy pursuing, you're going to start wasting the little bit of energy that you have to do the work that matters in defending yourself, in justifying yourself. You don't have to justify to anybody your pursuit of the divine encounter. It's like saying I have to justify to somebody that I'm breathing. But you will end up justifying yourself if you make tasawuf your identity. So don't make it your identity. Be like them outwardly. Be outwardly sober. So they don't distinguish you. They say, ah, that age looks the same. Wears the same funny hat, the same beard. Looks exactly the same. The same. 
That's stealth. That's eloquence. It's a deeply seditious thing we believe here. You only do it by stealth. You don't stand up. Because the way of being we're trying to develop is a way of stealth. And what I mean by stealth is not one of being duplicitous and manipulating. You see, 90% of the fights we, go, we have, the engagements we have with other than ourselves, with others, we don't have to have. We have these engagements with others, we, 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 we confront, we have conflict, we, we, we challenge, because we somehow think that, that we need to put them in their place, we need to get out of them what is our due. Your due was written for you before endless time by the one who, from whom nothing can be withheld and from whom nothing can be compelled. So if he's got that one lentil aimed at your mouth, nobody else is going to interfere to withhold it from you. You don't have to contend for your good fortune. You don't have to, you don't have to make space to have your life. Particularly in the world that we're in, we've all been taught to be contentious and contending. We've all got to appear, stand out, be the one who's got rights. You know, this is not the personality that we're cultivating on this path. Cultivating a different being, not one who does the outer struggle of appearing and pushing out the way, contending. The inner struggle of disappearing of learning how to stand in, learning how to become inwardly gathered. Not the one who occupies space, but the one who makes space. Because it is only that one who can discover that their best auspices have already been guaranteed. How are you going to know that the very best is already written for you until you stop managing the affair to get it? While you're managing the affair, I mean, then even if you do get it, you congratulate yourself that it's your own effort that did it, you see. But if you learn to the opposite skill, which is not how to try and demand or take, but allow things to come to you, that's what you're doing when you're standing there, then, um, then in fact you can do the job that the human being was created to do in the first place. The human being was created to demonstrate that he's, he's the wrong, to be worshipful, that he's in charge. You demonstrate that by stop being in charge yourself. And part of that stop being in charge is to develop a kind of anonymity. Like a political anonymity. Not to have a contentious thing like that. Or if you do it, you're still doing it within a... Comp so, so, you know, I mean, so we're, we're you know, part of a group of people who are saving the world. Fine. You know, because you've got to do something with the world. But don't take that business seriously. There's no utopia to be achieved over there. There's no, no fun. This whole, this whole thing of the... Of the, 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 uh, the Islamic State. The idea of a utopian future. It's a deeply poisonous idea. It's, it's not... There's no utopia to be achieved. 
so, so that's not to say that there isn't a place for acting in the world. There is a place for acting in the world. But most of us are, are, are so busy acting that that's the only thing we know. We, we behave like raging lions. We're, we have this incredibly predatory thing. We sort of go from one in confrontation to another, etc. We are predators. That's how Allah's made us. We've got eyes in the front of our head. We are predators like other predators. But actually, we should be ambush predators. You know what an ambush predator is? Like a leopard. A leopard sits in the tree. Does very little. Yawns most of the day. Sleeps most of the day. Until that little deer just happened to sit under the wrong tree. Like lightning, and it's over. Do you look like that? Do you look like an ambush predator? When there's a confrontation, it comes out of a pool of placidity. It's like a laser beam. It goes straight to the heart, goes straight back in the placidity. So if you do have to act, act with eloquence. Act with panache. If you do have to engage, come from a state of rest and go back to a state of rest. That can only happen when you develop the skill of staying inwardly gathered. The greater jihad is the skill of staying inwardly gathered. The lesser jihad is about contending in the world. I'm convinced, I know, you crack the first one, the second one is unnecessary. Because you don't have to contend, it comes to you. I pray that Allah grants us success on this path, that He grants us nearness to Him, that He grants us annihilation in Him, that He grants us death before we die. In Allah, how malaikatu wa yusallu ala nabiyya yu ala dina amanu yusallu alayhi wa sallam taslima. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyya wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam taslima. Subhana rabbika wa izzati wa Thank you.